loan officers. Join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation. All right. Welcome, everyone, to our loan officer training series here with the Mortgage Calculator. We're going to wait just a few minutes to get started here, give everybody a chance to jump on. I see some people are already commenting, but we put the chat up there on the screen. So feel free to drop a comment as you tune in and we'll get started here in just a second. Remember, we do this training every Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So definitely tune in. We have a great show planned for tomorrow as well. Something that people have requested from us. So we're going to do a cool demo tomorrow. So definitely tune in for that as well. But everybody hang tight here. We will get started in just a moment. If you just jumped on, feel free to drop a comment there in the chat. We have it pulled up on the screen. All right. It looks like we are live on all of the different platforms so we can go ahead and get started. We'll go ahead and take the chat off the screen and we will get into it. All right. Welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. We are a correspondent lender that specializes in non-QM loans, and we do this training every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 7 p.m., a training for loan officers, not just from our team, but from other companies as well, can tune in and get some insight from the master, Jose, who's going to go through a presentation here in a moment. So our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez, 27 years of experience as both a loan officer and a realtor full-time, never left the business. And so he is here to give us some insight into how he's done that. And we're going to talk about vetting the deal tonight. So definitely something that all loan officers need to work on, especially newer loan officers. And so we're going to go ahead and get into that. Jose, I will let you take over. All right. Good afternoon or good evening, because we do have team members throughout the United States in multiple time zones. So we call this one vetting the deal. Uh, basically, this is where, depending you know, on your approach, you know, where we combine multiple factors, in some cases, what you could consider some secret sauce right? To reach the desired objective. We have all kinds of uh, quote unquote secret sauce here at the mortgage calculator from the is programming and technology of the Hershey brothers, you know, social media combined with the experience, uh, you know, finance and all that, that I, we, I brought and we brought and combined and, you know, created all of this stuff that we have going on, our knowledge center, everything and the support, and it all comes down to this, right? And so when I was given the training earlier today to the loan officers, always bringing them back to the, the you know, know your resources so that you can have the knowledge, so that you can empower the borrower, so that in the end, you know, everybody knows where they stand, you know if everybody's on the same page, and you know if you have a deal. Because if you don't get that intersection of expectations with reality, that's the deal. Whether it's a, you know if it's in real estate, if it's a purchase, that's your sale price. And when it, if it's on the financing side, the money side of the deal, because face it, most transactions are not cash. These real estate transactions they are involving some type of financing. So 
you know, it's so important that you get that intersection of what the borrower expects versus what is actually possible. And if you go down that rabbit hole of impossibility, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to get out of there. And when you do, it's going to be a whole lot of lost opportunities. They call that opportunity cost in economics. You got to always remember that opportunity cost, for those of you that may not know, is money that you did not make because you were putting your resources in another spot. So that's why it's so important to really be able to vet the deal, right? So showing you little info here, you all know how important it is that intro call you're going to get with the borrower, you know, those of you that realize it doesn't always and usually does not happen solely on the internet. It may after you already build some rapport and have a relationship with that borrower. Maybe you're doing a second deal. At that point, you know, it's like one that I'm doing right now, you know, second time around, boom, 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 a lot easier. But the first time, you know, you have to build the rapport. You have to be a consultant. You have to always consider, you know, that you're, you're providing a service, but there's plenty of other people providing that service. So before you even think you got to, you're going to get a deal. You have to get the opportunity from that borrower to let you in on that deal, right? And that comes with what are you, you know, what is your proposal as an MLO, right? And, you know, we strive to be consultants to always add value to the transaction. You know, you don't want to be a parasite. Provide solutions. You, we know the borrower comes with you with issues. You, you know, you don't have to accentuate the negativity of it. You have to provide the solutions because there are a lot of solutions, and it is all on how you approach it and analyze it and present it. Right. So always have to think what you're bringing to the table and think that they can always go somewhere else. So give yourself a shot to get the deal that you want to get. Right. So important. So you're you're having that call with the with the borrower, right? And you you're going to complete what we call the pre-approval, which is a multiple levels of things going on here. Because it's not just about can this borrower do anything, but can they also combine that with what their expectations are? Or are they going to put you on a royal goose chase? So that's what you as a consultant and an expert you know, have to strive for here. But first you have to, you know, obviously ask certain information and obviously you have to see there how I ask, you know, you need to know their expectations and objective. You know, then ask next and see if what the answer that they tell you are in line, right? If they're salaried, if they, you know, are they an employee? Are they self-employed? If they're self-employed, do they have tax returns? Have they filed tax returns? Because if they told you off the bat four years, I haven't filed a tax return, then, you know. But if they have, depending on what route you're going to take for income documentation, ask them for an income estimate, what they think they are going to declare, what they declared if they were hourly, because I like to be jotting my own stuff, popping it in to the CRM. Bonuses, commission, overtime, credit, right? Here's where you really start getting into that. But keep in mind your variable income, 
so that you know what you're facing. If there's variable income, you know you need usually two years history. So then that may take you a couple other questions, hopefully. Remember, and throughout all of this, it's not like a probing, you know, lawyer probing. This is, you know, a financial consultant and you've already prefaced the situation and, you know, how you're trying to assist we're going to go over this in detail tomorrow. Live. Right, so right, right. This that, will be the next topic. So now we're into credit, and here is where really sometimes you may hit that hard stop, right? Because remember, I asked about their expectations, and maybe they told me, Jose, you know, I got $20,000, $30,000, you know, and I have, uh, I want to buy a $600,000 property, or I want to, or maybe they did some calculations, but they figure, I want to come in with 5% down, Jose, or 10% down of my target. I already figured out that's what I need. All right, but that's okay if you're going full doc, you know. That's why we're asking these questions. If you're going tax returns, that may be a different situation. But, you know, remember, I'm sizing up the deal as I'm asking questions, jotting down some notes, putting stuff in the CRM. Now we get the credit, and then I may ask questions about the credit, like the score, any bankruptcies, any foreclosures, anything, any stuff like that. I don't need to pull a credit report off the bat to know if I have a viable deal. The credit report is just an affirmation of what they told me, just like the tax returns, if they're self-employed after I do my analysis, it's going to be the same for the income that they report. But that comes later in the document procurement stage. We're not there yet. We're trying to see if we're even going to get there, right? So now we're at credit. Fine. They, they answer all those questions. I'm taking notes. That's you know, we're, not, we're not killing the deal yet or anything. We're just trying to keep it in a nice flow to give ourselves a shot because there's so many options that we have that we we don't want to jump our own gun, step on our toes and then lose credibility when all of a sudden we realize, oh my God, I'm already, you know, shooting myself in the foot here. Property ownership, super important, you know, something they own, maybe have they recently owned, maybe they sold, what, where's the money? Uh, did you, you know, is it what you're going to use to the purchase? Investment experience, you know, all of this is sizing up if they want to go DSER, you know, the best options are to be an, an experienced investor, uh, you know, and to have a primary home ownership experience, you know, residency of some type, primary residence expense of some type, whether it's a rent or whether it's actually, you know, your own home, even if it's free and clear, prove you're paying taxes. You know, these are all little factors to consider when you're sizing the deal, thinking guidelines going through your through your mind, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you have the guidelines on another screen and you're playing with it as you're talking with the customer. But these are questions you need to know, right? All of that is super important because it all ties into the customer's expectations and their objective because your goal is to help them meet their objective. And if it's not realistic, then, you know, you may have to, uh, you know, have them resize up their expectations. So now <clears throat> you've sized up all this information, right? And customers talking, but all of this stuff is you're already, you know, thinking, no, I, I already know. But now you got to find out yourself based on the, the, the information you have. Is this going to be an AUS type loan with, you know, automated underwriting agency, basically? Is this going to be a manual underwrite situation, depending on what happens? 
So are we going to go FHA, conventional? What was our option or non-QM? You know, all of these different reasons because if they're buying investment, you know, remember they asked, you asked what's their objective. Maybe they said, I want to buy an investment property and I want to close in an LLC, right? So based on whatever answers you get to all your questioning, now you are following the flow chart. But then again, we're back at customers' expectations. Now you are analyzing and you processing and seeing if the customer expectations are comparable to what may or may not be possible. That is a critical component here that you have to be able to convey in the most professional manner to your borrower to succeed. Want me to go through the flow chart real quick, Jose, before you go into yeah, to the, yeah. the, that part? All right, sure. Because that's, that's the one thing I can share probably because it doesn't have any private info. So. Let's do it. Yeah, let me just go through the loan types before you go into, you know, expectations here. Yeah. Let's do that. Give me one second. Let me switch my screen. So this is the flow chart that Jose was referring to. That's a tool for our team here. You're still sharing it. the same screen. I know. I'm pulling it up. Hold okay. on. There we go. You see it now, right? Yeah, but zoom in on it. Let's see. Maybe I can zoom in. Yeah. All right. So this is just one little tool. We have an actual document for this, but this is it in the blog format for our knowledge center here. So remember, guys that are on our team, make sure to go here. As Jose's explaining here, he's already gone through sizing up the deal, right? But he did a detailed presentation. Uh, but this is the little chart he's talking about of the best benefit to the borrower. So we always have to go from the top to bottom on the highest benefit to the borrower. Remember, VA is always going to provide the highest benefit if they qualify, but that's for veterans only, right? So as Jose is mentioning, you can quickly know if they qualify, whether they're a veteran or not, and you can quickly confirm with them whether they qualify or not as well uh, with their expectations, right? If they're expecting a VA loan, you're going to have to make sure you, you know, some information from them that they know that they have to provide a COE that says XYZ on it, right? If they think they're available for it, but either way, we need to go through from top to bottom. So we're going to go from VA, we're going to go to USDA, we're going to go typically to conventional and FHA actually, but just in the last two months, we might have to flip these, Jose. There might be a little guide change for us, right? This is kind of an informal guide for our team. Right now, FHA the APR for most FHA loans is actually ending up a slightly bit cheaper than conventional loans for the same. So I would definitely consider both of these almost the same now, right? An agency loan is is going to be the same as a Govy loan almost now. Well, keep in now, mind with FHA, there's also other you know requirements as well, though. So mm-hmm. again, being the consultant, they're stricter about certain things, the property conditions. So exactly, something to consult with. And then once we, uh, you know, expire all of our conventional options, then we go into our non-QM. So that's really where Jose has to uh, really put on his consultant hat. This is where all the sausage is made right here, guys, is, uh, you know, this is for uh, everybody that's a loan officer has to know how to do this, right? But only us here at the Mortgage Calculator and a few other loan officers out there that really focus can really succeed at the rest of this and be successful on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, so make sure, even though we're we're taking a lot of applications here uh, in non-QM, we're still going to always go from top to bottom. Uh, but once we get down here, this is where you really got to listen to Jose and really analyze 
the guidelines and dig in. So that's what Jose is going to get into is, uh, you know, these are pretty clear cut. Most of us all know how to analyze these, but when it comes from you expire all these options and then we have to start getting creative, this is where you have to really be a consultant here. So I just wanted to put that together. Our team, you have the, you know, the link to this guide at any time. So go ahead and refer back to this Um, and make sure you just analyze each borrower from top to bottom from the highest benefit to, you know, relatively the least benefit. Hard money is going to be, you know, relatively the highest cost of any loan that you can do, even more so than commercial. So that's why it goes in that order. So let me go ahead and flip back to Jose and you can continue here. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. That's right in line when I was given the training today. I was telling them, know your resources. It's, you know, it's there. I, I would be devouring all of that content that is that is in there, whether you are no experience or 20 years experience. It's always good to have all of those options. So and only if you know your your resources, if you know all of those multiple options. That's why I was mentioning earlier, I would not want to start scoffing. When if the person says, you know, their credit's a 613 until I know all their expectations, because we have non-QM DSCR options down to a 599 credit, just depends on the LTV, right? We got 65% LTV with a 599 on a DSCR, right? No income needed there for an investment property, just need a little bit more down payment. That's where you go back to the expectations, reconciliation with reality, you know? And that, but you can't do that effectively, professionally in a manner that's gonna empower the customer without you yourself, you know, like I just said, devouring the guidelines, knowing what's there, knowing your resources so you know how to reach out efficiently for that extra knowledge that, that you need, you know, ex, you know, some clarification of guidelines to see what is actually possible, not what you think may be possible, and then you're going to spray and pray. That, that's not an effective way to be a consultant. You're not going to have a, a sustainable career that way. So, but it all boils down to, again, the customer expectations versus what may or may not be possible. And then you have to be able to convey that and even know that, you know, don't be spinning your wheels go and, and going on a wild goose chase because, you know, it's not a benefit to the borrower. You have to quickly be able to and, and effectively tell them what they need to know on if it's going to be possible or not. There are all certain requirements you have as a licensee, remember. But in the end, if you're going to make any money, in the, you're going to close the loans, you have to be able to make sure that everything is analyzed properly. So, I mean, I love to go into it with my borrowers. I love to empower them with as much information and knowledge as possible because then when it comes time to make the decision the decision's already made the doc, they just okay sign the documents and and we're done but at the same time if it's something it's not going to be possible you need to realign their expectations and then maybe they can you know you can find some alternatives credit rescores remember we're still looking for solutions here uh, maybe there's credit rescore options. You know, you do a credit simulation. You just, you know, maybe a little more down payment. You know, different things you can do to make it possible. So 
always an option. And hopefully our desired objective, right, is to be approved. All right. So I don't have the other screen up. Let me switch that real quick. I'll take you off too. Let's go ahead and wrap it up here, Kyle, if you can. Yeah, I don't see any questions in there, but we will be doing a actual borrower interview tomorrow. So we're actually going to take what we talked about today. So tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to take what we talked about today and actually play it out in real life with an actual interview. So that's going to be kind of part two of this. And, uh, you know, I just want to mention as far as what Jose was saying, you know, big thing that we're not giving up on these files. So when Jose says that, you know, spinning your wheels, wasting your time, that doesn't mean a borrower is a waste of time. That borrower is going to be our lead and our client forever. Just don't spin your wheels on something that's not possible. And that's where the managing expectations come from. Empowering your borrower, something that Nick does a lot too. And Jose sends, when he's sending quotes to people, he's sending multiple quotes. He's saying, these are the things that are possible. Here's what's not possible. What we, what you had told us possibly, right? A lot of times a customer wants something that's not possible. That's not possible, but here is what is. So a lot of the times I know that new loan officers, I know when I was first a loan officer talking to clients, it's easy as a new loan officer to let your clients steer you, right? And you're just trying to make them happy and say, but they need this and I got to do this. Well, it's not going to do any good if that doesn't exist. Some things just aren't possible. So that's where it really comes down. Managing those expectations. We're going to do whatever is possible, but we can't, you know, do things that are impossible. We can't just do whatever a client wants. So I did want to mention that. Don't get caught in the trap of chasing after what your client is steering you to do. It's our job to take the information Go research and see exactly what is possible and what's not. Whatever is possible, lay it out to them. In the case of the mortgage calculator, it's laid out to them in nice, pretty quotes so they can see their different options. And one thing Jose says, you know, that's a great point is that once you're giving them options, what do you say, Jose? It's not about picking whether to go with you or go with someone else or not do it at all. It's about which option as opposed to yes or no. It's which one, right, Jose? Right, because they like them. And sometimes they like multiple options and and they're applicable, you know? And then at that point, it's beautiful. You know why? Because they're going to come back and they're going to want to discuss those options to see which is the one they're going to pick because they just want to press that button, start that loan application, and, you know, let's go. All right, perfect. So like I said, tomorrow – 7 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to go through an actual interview live. We're going to play it out and see how it does and go into a real live situation. So make sure to tune in tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern for the next episode of Loan Officer Training with the Mortgage Calculator. Everybody have a good evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Loan officers, join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation.